and welcome back to another episode of Burning Questions. I am Melvin Robinson, the Director of Communications and Media for the Mississippi Cannabis Trade Association. And this is our weekly podcast where we talk about the Mississippi cannabis industry. Thank you all for joining us. Make sure you like and subscribe. Make sure you share so everyone can go out and see this. A very big episode tonight. We're going to get right into it. But first, first, we got to pay the bills and we pay the bills by promoting. And I would like to promote the Mississippi Cannabis Expo, July the 7th through 9th, presented by Canal One. They will have exhibits, live speaker sessions, networking, giveaways, and more. It is going to be taking place at the Biloxi Gulfport Convention Center. And it is going to be uh, from, yeah, July the 7th to the uh, 9th. You can register at CanalOne.com. You can also give them a call at 833-422-6626. Or if you need some more detailed information, you can email Maureen at Maureen at CanalOne.com. Also, our sponsor, Grow Generation, they are hiring in their Jackson, Mississippi store. Uh, They are hiring for a part-time sales associate. They're hiring for a full-time sales associate. Grow Generation is one of the the largest hydroponic suppliers in the nation. They have over 50 stores throughout the country, and their first store in Mississippi will be opened up in Jackson very soon. So you can go to growgeneration.com slash careers, and you can sign up for those there. All right, we have done that. So now what I am going to do, I am going to bring our guest over for today. And I am going to let him introduce himself. Yeah, my name is Clint Patterson. Uh, I'm the CEO of uh, Mockingbird Cannabis uh, coming to Mississippi. All right, Clint, thank you. Uh, Thank you for coming and joining us today. Um, I have known you for a couple of years now. Um, Mockingbird is actually a part of the uh, MSCTA. They are one of our business members, and we really appreciate them. And we're going to have more people on that are our business members. We're going to also have people that aren't our business members on. We want to make sure that we talk about the Mississippi cannabis industry with people that are in the industry in this state. So if you're not a member in the MSCTA, that's fine. You can still come on. We've had people that aren't members of the MSCTA on. We just want to make sure we spread this information and go out from there. Clint, how you doing tonight? A little bit of uh, technical difficulty, but but we're here. Uh, it's probably my fault if it's technical difficulties. I don't know how to do any of this stuff. No, I, it, it, it was it was me this time. It, it was me. I, I can't right. say it was me, but I want to thank you for coming on, taking time out of your schedule to do it. I would imagine you are extremely busy these days. Uh, right now, we're busy trying to get everything up and running uh, in the state. So yeah, we're uh, we're 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 running strong. Yeah. Okay. Great. 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 All right. So. For people who have no idea of what Mockingbird Cannabis is, can you explain uh, Mockingbird Cannabis? Sure. So um, Mockingbird Cannabis is uh, the business that we're starting in Mississippi. Uh, You know, we we have a relatively short uh, history in the cannabis space. Uh, we, uh, you know, if, if you're going all the way back, we've been in the cannabis business for about three and a half years. Uh, we started in Oklahoma. Uh, we are in, uh, we have operations in Missouri, uh, in South Dakota and now Mississippi. Uh, and, uh, we have, 
uh, kind of developed this whole program uh, in Mississippi. Not, and I, I shouldn't say that we we've developed our program in Mississippi as like a an evolution of what we've done in the other states. So so our footprint in Mississippi is larger than uh, anywhere else that we are uh, currently in the United States. Okay, great, great, great. And, you know, everyone has seen the news articles and everything, you know, Mockingbird Cannabis, they're coming here, our, and, uh, you know, all of that there. Um, tell us about y'all uh, facility. Sure. So uh, we have a couple. Uh, we uh, have a, we bought a, a, a long-standing nursery uh, called Standing Pine. It had been in the, in the same family for uh, a couple of generations. Uh, and, you know, due to kind of the oversupply of regular plants uh, to places like Costco and Lowe's, uh, Standing Pine was no longer uh, running uh, business operations. And so we met that family uh, and quickly uh, fell in love with the with their family, uh, bought their nursery and then hired the, the, the man that uh, sold us his nursery, uh, Jody Ogletree. Um, and he decided to join us and and continue running his nursery and uh we have big plans for for that place it's a about a 50 acre place uh with a, a bunch of uh, state-of-the-art uh greenhouses uh we believe uh will will do wonders for kind of the supply uh side uh, economics of uh the state so you know i think uh it, that coupled with the the building that we bought we bought the department of the old department of revenue building from the state um, I guess it was um, a few years ago that it was operating under that. It's a 163,000 square foot building. And uh, we turned that into over the last year, we've we've been working on it for uh, more than a year now. And uh, we've turned that into a state of the art uh, indoor growing facility uh, that is complete with a, a fully functioning lab, uh, bottling line and kitchen. Uh, so, uh, basically, at those two facilities, we'll be able to uh, to grow, uh, process, and make all of the products that we're going to offer in the state. Okay, great, great. That that's that's a lot. Um, you know, I remember being a kid, so my mom did bookkeeping, and I remember mm-hmm. being a kid and going out there on Spring Ridge Road with my mom, saying, "Hey, you know." She's like, hey, go take this in there. And it's like tax filings and everything. So I was like, oh, okay. When I when I heard where it was, I was like, oh, I know exactly where that is. Uh, and yeah, so, um, you know, great facility. Um, you know, went out there a couple of times, toured, looking at everything and like that. Um, how much are you all looking to produce as far as um, for for the patients of Mississippi and everything like that? Sure. So, you know, I think, uh, you know, people get, kind of get caught up with the uh, the square footage of the building. Um, but, you know, one thing to understand about kind of how indoor growing works is that you really need a lot of space. Um, you know, typically what we denote when we're talking about like what the size of the facility is, you can talk about the square footage of the building, but really what, what matters is the square footage of, the, of your canopy. Uh, and that's the actual space where the plants are grown. Uh, and, you know, that will 
tell most industry insiders how much capacity you have to actually grow. Uh, we have 16 grow rooms uh, of 2,500 square feet apiece uh, and, and, and capacity to build another 10. Uh, uh, in addition to that, uh, fully built out that, that revenue building, uh, would have 60,000 square feet of canopy and, um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll produce, uh, several hundred pounds, uh, every couple of weeks. Okay. Okay. So we're going to talk about the elephant in the room because, you know, it is there. All right. You were once in law enforcement. Correct. Uh, went to law school and uh, wanted to be a trial attorney. And what what you do when you want to do when you want to be a trial attorney is uh, you got to get trial experience. And so uh, I had two choices: I could either go to the DA's office and try cases there, or go to the public defender's office and try cases there. Uh, I was offered a job with the Tulsa County DA's office and. Uh, prosecuted mainly uh, crimes uh, committed against children, so child abuse, kind of kind of gross cases, uh, to be honest. Uh, but my personality type allowed me to do that, uh, which is very good work, uh, uh, and not bring those things home. Uh, and so I was happy to do that. I got a lot of trial experience. I worked for about three years in the DA's office. Uh, and, you know, I'm sure a lot of your uh, listeners that are in uh, or interested in the cannabis business, you know, automatically think uh, prosecutor tried to put people in jail for marijuana. Um, you know, I was there in the uh, mid 2000s. Uh, so, you know, almost 20 years ago. And uh, even then, our office kind of had a policy against really trying to prosecute marijuana. And that really wasn't even my um it wasn't. It certainly wasn't my policy, but uh, you know, like I said, I was more in the realm of uh, crimes being committed against children. So you know, that was really what my focus was. But the office as a whole, there was. I think when I was there, there was around sixty uh, assistant district attorneys that prosecuted cases, and uh, it, it really was kind of known in the office that that's not really what we were interested in in prosecuting. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, elephant in the room. Uh, I was a prosecutor for a short time. Uh, uh, what most people don't know is that I started a firm after that uh, and ran it for 15 years, had uh, uh, up to 11 lawyers uh, working for me and defended people that were charged with crimes. And that's really where I learned a lot about uh, the what I'd call the traditional marketplace uh, in marijuana, uh, how marijuana moves through communities, uh, what it does, kind of what the um, what the um, uh, response is from law enforcement, uh, what they were really interested in, uh, and, and really met a lot of people and really learned a lot about uh, kind of how this plant has grown uh, and what kind of. Uh, uh, effects it has uh, as far as medicinal uh, qualities. So, you know, I really learned a lot more about uh, marijuana in the industry from defending people uh, than, rather than uh, trying to prosecute. Yeah. So I would take it during that time when you were running this law office and, um, you know, it was time that you could actually get into the business on the uh, in the legal market and everything like that. Is that where your interest came in to actually participating in, you know, in, in cannabis that way? Yeah, I think, I think really what, 
what drew my interest was uh, more economic in, in, in nature. Uh, when the law changed in Oklahoma, uh, I knew immediately that it was going to be a, a really significant thing for our state uh, and, and wanted to be a part of it. Uh, we started, uh, my partner and I, Charles Wilkin, uh, started uh, in the business through the real estate uh, arena. Uh, we bought a bunch of warehouses and uh, provided places for people to grow. Uh, because as you know, uh, marijuana is a schedule one drug, still remains a schedule one drug federally. And so there's a lot of problems with trying uh, to get lending if you are in this business. And so uh, it even kind of goes uh, past that. If you are trying to rent from someone who has a bank loan, uh, there can be problems uh, if you're gonna have uh, plant touching activity on the premises. And so, uh, how we got started was we just bought warehouses with cash, uh, fixed them up, uh, and made them, uh, uh, such quality to, uh, to have an indoor grow in them and, uh, really got into the business that way. Uh, we kind of figured, figured out that it was a really lucrative business and, and started a, a processing lab first and uh, kind of just rolled once that once that happened once we figured out that we were good at it and um, you know I think the key to these to these uh, businesses is to simply run them like business uh, you know a lot of people are really enamored with um, you know being in the marijuana business and um, you know uh, I think all too all too often people that uh, get into this business think it's fun and games and uh, you know are interested in smoking weed instead of running a business and so really that's where a lot of people fail in this business uh, we are business people first uh, and want to provide a good product to the people that need it um, and you know having that attitude has really made us successful Okay, great, great. So Oklahoma, boom, you have that there. What um what made you interested in the Mississippi market? So um you know, one of the things that we really look for uh, when we look for other marketplaces is a couple of things. We we need uh, a good law. Um and we also need um partners that have a circle of influence in the state. And so uh, Mississippi really rang true in both of those respects. We really found really good people that we could align with um, as far as uh, local partnership. And we also uh, really had uh, really high hopes for the law. Um, and if you remember, that was Initiative 65, right? Uh, we had uh, the voter initiative that passed with flying colors, um, and we were a big contributor to that uh, that initiative. Um, and uh, when the when the the state supreme court sh uh, shut that down on a technicality. Um, you know, it, it was really kind of a, a, a turning point for us. We really had to think through what the vote said about the state uh, and what the state Supreme Court was compl uh, complaining about. I mean, I'm a lawyer, so of course I, I, I analyzed the situation legally. And, and the, the conclusion that we came to was the voters of, of Mississippi showed resoundingly that they wanted this program to be in effect, right? Um, and, uh, you know, 74% of the state uh, that voted on on, uh, on the marijuana question voted yes. So uh, we, we felt like that was a 
uh, enough of um, of a oh I think the voters spoke right and so what our perspective was is that even if it had to go through the legislature uh, I, I I felt like that the state and the legislators would follow the people's voice. And, and and really, that's what it ended up being. I'm not sure that we got the exact law that the, that the voters wanted to vote, vote for, but um, I think that uh, the statute as passed uh, was a good statute, uh, gives us a really good program, and I think it'll be really, really good for the, the state, uh, the people in the state that need it, um, you know, regardless of what your political views are, it's undoubted. It, it, it's, it's undeniable that there are people that are helped medically by uh, cannabis. Uh, and we have uh, pages of uh, testimonials from people that have used our products. And have, it's, it's really been life-changing for them, uh, whether it be getting, getting them off of opiates or stopping seizures or providing someone with, uh, the ability to interact with their family while they're dying, uh, of cancer, right? Uh, all of those things really have an, a, a huge effect on, uh, the people that use our products. And that's really how we tailor the products that we serve. Um, you know, there, I think there's a lot of misinformation about what, what, uh, companies like us are really trying to accomplish. And, you know, it, it's one of those things where we, we really take into consideration the vehicles that we're trying to make. And when, when I'm talking about like gummies or chocolates or vape pens or drinks, we call those vehicles. It's a vehicle to get this cannabis, and the right terpenes uh, and the right profiles inside someone's body, and you know how we how we kind of explain that is that we say, hey, you know, my seventy year old dad isn't going to be comfortable smoking a marijuana cigarette on his back porch, but he will take a gummy. And so if that is the vehicle that we need to make so that he's comfortable using this and getting the medicine that he needs, then we're certainly going to, uh, to, to knock down all the walls to make sure that we provide all those vehicles that serve everyone that has illnesses that we're trying to treat. Oh, that's great. That's great, man. That's, that's great. That's, that's some wonderful work. I'm so glad that you all are here and you can provide that for the people of Mississippi. And, you know, let's talk about the people of Mississippi some more. You mentioned a lot of partnerships you did with people when you were building Mockingbird and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Are there any local companies that you're working with right now or partnering with? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one one jumps out right now. We we just we just finished. Uh, our fertigation uh, system, which is the the system that we use to um, to water and feed our plants, and 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 if you can imagine, uh, I, I know Melvin, you've been inside the building and taken a tour. Uh, it's a massive building, and uh, the the grow rooms are really far apart. And so we had to have a system put in place where we could automatically feed and water the plants um, and make sure that we knew exactly uh, what kind of dosage of nutrients and water that the plants are getting. Uh, and uh, Upchurch Plumbing uh, uh, ha- was our partner in uh, all the plumbing that we we put in the building. 
and they really knocked it out of the park when we were talking about uh, what our dream scenario was for a fertigation system. Um, you know, this is the largest facility that we have uh, built to date, and um, we're very proud of it. And uh, I don't know if uh, there is a better fertigation system that has been built. Uh, I'm very proud of it. I'm really excited about it. It allows us to do things that uh, our other systems haven't been able to, uh, to allow us to do. So I'm really excited about uh, the flexibility and creativity that is going to allow us to, to grow uh, in that facility. Oh, oh. And, you know, while, while we're still on it, another, you know, big elephant in the room, you know, uh, if, if you've seen this stuff, people are like, hey, you know, Mockingbird is just going to come in here and that corporate cannabis and everything. Can you kind of like explain that about, you know, what what you all are bringing to the state and you working with people actually here? Uh what are they saying about us? Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> corporate cannabis. Uh, so, so it's it's easy to throw darts at uh, who you perceive to be the big guy, right? I mean, you know, uh, what <laughs> what we are doing and what we have done uh, is model a company to be successful and to promote a good program in the state. Uh, plain and simple. Uh, we are, uh, I, I actually am from Texas. Uh, I moved around a lot as, as a child, but, um, you know, I, I think what people really need to understand is because there was only a traditional marketplace in Mississippi, there wasn't anybody here that was running a legal business. There just wasn't. And so the legal businesses almost had to come from another state. Uh, if they if they had any experience at all. Uh, and so what you're going to find is that almost every company that you talk to, if they're of any size, uh, brought experience from other states, uh, whether they do business in other states or whether they brought a grower or brought a lab technician from another state. It's just it's almost required. Uh, otherwise, you're just not going to have the kind of efficiency and, and production that you really need uh, to see from, from these companies. Uh, ultimately, what we think is that the state of Mississippi is going to want the best possible product. And that's going to come from companies that have experience growing legally, period. Um, you know, there, there's going to be talent that comes from the traditional marketplace. And I, I'm all for that. But there is growing pains with ha having traditional background and operating in a regulated market. And we understand how to do that stuff. We understand how to do it efficiently. And um, we're excited about what we bring to the table uh, for Mississippi. Uh, and, you know, one of the other things that I want to point out is, you know, when, when, when Oklahoma started, we were early movers, but we weren't first movers. And what we found was that there were companies that came into Oklahoma and made a lot of money. They were all owned by out-of-state interests. And so all that, all that money that was made in the state left the state. And like Mississippi, Oklahoma is a poor state. Um, we uh, struggle. We're in the bottom five in all the bad things, right? Um, and, and Mississippi is right there with us. And so it uh, really was a heart issue for me that we felt like we really needed to raise our money that we were going to use to build our facilities from the state of Mississippi. And so we were really successful in doing that. And our thought was, 
that uh, if we do that, then more of the money, more of the profit will stay within the state. And so really, that was what our aim was, was we wanted to become a Mississippi company. We're not we're not an Oklahoma company that's operating in Mississippi. We're a Mississippi company and we're owned largely by Mississippi people. And so we have experience from other states, but we really, really feel like we're a Mississippi company. Uh, we've bought into the community. Uh, we're helping with the program. Uh, and uh, we, we want to be good neighbors and we want to do business here. Yeah. And I, I think it's really interesting that you say that about talent, you know, coming from the traditional market. You know, Canada mm-hmm. seems to be the only industry that uh, experiences look down upon. <laughs> and it's like, hey, you know, you know, people have been doing it. So, you know, yes, what it is on that point. Um, are you what you don't want is you don't want traditional talent growing down by the river like they used to. Right. Yeah. You yeah. want them growing in a city of the art facility where you can control temperature and, and pathogens and make sure that they test out right and that they're safe for consumption. Yeah. And that's that's the only downside to kind of operating as if you have operated in the shadows before. Right. Is that you might be willing to cut some corners and 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 ignore some state, some safety issues. And that's that's really all the only downside to traditional experience. And so, you know, we, we, uh, we have many people that have, uh, that have joined our company, uh, that have traditional experience. And so, uh, we just have to be really careful that, that we are operating in the highest standards and make sure that we're putting out safe product. And Mockingbird, let's talk about jobs. Mm -hmm. You know, people hear 160,000 square foot facility, you know, they hear about the nursery and everything. How many jobs are you all bringing to the state? So uh, we we brought uh, some experience with us. Um, and uh, I would guess that we would hire somewhere between 150 and 200 uh, employees to work on the grow, uh, sales, uh, dispensaries, lab, kitchen bottling line. Uh, so, so we're talking about a significant, um, a significant addition of, of employees. And, and what I would say is, you know, I think it's different than, you know, big companies that traditionally come in to a state, right? Um, you know, what, what we feel like uh, with the people that we hire, we typically don't have a lot of turnover. Uh, and the reason is, is because we feel like we're offering people careers and not jobs, right? Uh, we are looking for people to join our team and stay with us. Uh, and because of that, we have a different attitude about pay. Uh, we want to pay you or pay people as if they are going to be with us forever uh, and uh, offer them realistic ways to make a lot of money. Uh, because this industry is hard work. It's really hard work. And if if I can't offer someone uh, the ability to look down the road and understand how it's going to be good for their family to work with us and to learn how to do things our way, uh, learn our process, learn our program, uh, and roll up their sleeves and work hard. Because uh, that's really what we require. We require all in. Uh, but if people are willing to do that, they're going to have a career. Uh, and we have um, a program that allows for upward movement. Um, you know, I'm sure every company will say that, but we really do. We have we have a guy that is uh, I don't know if you've met Bryce 
Have you met Bryce? I think I have met Bryce. I think okay, so sure. Bryce Bryce Palmer is uh, is a unique guy. Uh, I think he just turned 23. He's been working with us since we started in Oklahoma, and he's one of the guys that we brought to Mississippi. And he started working in a field. Uh, we grew outdoor in Oklahoma. It's not allowed in in Mississippi. Uh, and how we grew outdoor, we grew grew vineyard vineyard style. And he hand watered three thirty eight hundred plants every single day, hand watered. That's a lot. Um, and he never complained. He worked hard. I think he was 19 at the time. Um, and he, he above almost everyone else in our company has taken the opportunity and run. Uh, he, uh, is learning at every, at every turn. Uh, and he started at the bottom and he is close to the top now. Uh, he is a significant piece of our cultivation team, uh, coming to Mississippi. And, uh, I'm really proud of him. Uh, he has always done exactly what needed to be done, no matter what time it was, no matter how tired he was. And, and it was the type of commitment that we really, really look for. And if you're willing to give that, uh, I, I can just tell you that it doesn't take long to move from the bottom to the top in this industry. And so it's a great place if you really want an opportunity to come and, and roll your sleeves up, like I said, and learn. And you mentioned, I know you mentioned sales as well. So y'all are going to be doing dispensaries mm -hmm. as well. Sure. Well, uh, we'll have we'll have some significant dispensary partners. Um, uh, I, I, I would guess that we might have uh, one or two uh, mockingbird dispensaries just to kind of uh, promote education and to get a to get kind of the word out uh, as far as you know how how things should run. Uh, but but really, what we are as a heart uh, in, uh, for. for from our perspective is that we're really a production company. Uh, we, we really uh, are good at making pr products that are safe, that test out well, uh, and uh, we stand behind those products. And so what I think you're going to see is Mockingbird products on most of the dispensary shelves. Uh, there's going to be some companies that will try to gravitate towards only offering their their uh, produced products in their, in their own dispensaries. Uh, but w w what we really want to do is to uh, offer our products to other dispensaries uh, to sell through to, uh, to customers. Uh, we will eventually have, uh, some dispensary partners, like I said, uh, but we won't be, uh, uh, our plan is not to be exclusive, uh, with any, with any one dispensary chain. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Totally understandable. You want to reach every corner you can. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. So, um, is there any, we're, we're going to start wrapping it up. Uh, we okay. start Late, but you know, I, I just wanted to make sure we got you on. Um, is there any way people uh, are you you all hiring right now or anything? We are. We're in the process of hiring. We just ran a job fair not too long ago. It was really good turnout. Um, you know, like I said, we're we're hiring between 150 and 200 people. So uh, you know, the job fair is not going to satisfy that. Uh, if you are interested in the cannabis industry, come talk to us. Uh, you can uh, uh, reach out uh, to Mockingbird Cannabis. You can take a look at the website. Uh, there are uh, links to employment opportunities, uh, and you can talk to our HR manager, Kurt, 
Uh, I think Melvin, you've met him. Uh, Kurt's a great guy. Uh, he will sit down with you and talk through all the aspects of what we're going to do and what kind of opportunities we have. Uh, he is a great dude. Uh, and, uh, uh, it's a good way to spend your time. Uh, even if you're not positive that you want to be in this industry, call us, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll answer all your questions and, uh, we'll let you know what opportunities we have, uh, and how you fit. Right. Right. Well, Clint, I just want to thank you for coming on again. Thank you for uh, sticking with us even through those technical difficulties. I cannot wait for uh, Mockingbird to get rolling and everything. I can't wait for it to well, to see what y'all provide to uh, the patients in Mississippi. Yeah, once once we, uh, you know, the Department of Health is working hard on uh, turning turning those applications around for everyone. Uh, and uh, uh, once we get our license in place and can have plants uh, on the premises, uh, I'll invite you back and maybe we can do uh, some sort of a podcast or or a video from uh, on location so that people can see the plants growing. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I love it. Sound good. All right. Well, Clint, thank you for coming on again. This has been another episode of Burning Questions. I am Melvin Robinson, the Director of Communications and Media for the Mississippi Cannabis Trade Association. We do this every Tuesday on Facebook Live and YouTube. You can turn in at, you can tune in at 7 p.m. It's a simulcast. And also these episodes are going to be up the next day, Wednesday, on your favorite DSPs. That's Spotify, Google, Apple, all those kind of things. Again, we want to thank Clint Patterson for coming and uh, visit Mockingbird-Cannabis.com. Yep. Mockingbird-Cannabis.com for more information on Mockingbird. And also, uh, you can visit MSCTA.org. We have a lot of different resources there. We have the rules and regulations that are currently in place. We have different graphics with uh, different data. We have all the information you would need about the industry. Also, if you would like to become a member, if you would like to become an individual member, that's fine. If you would like to become a business member, you think you're going to get into the cannabis space, you can hit us up there. Just email us at memberships at mscta.org, and we can go from there. Also, if you would like to be a sponsor of the podcast and have anything featured on the podcast, please, personally, give me an email, melvin at mscta.org. I am not hard to find. I am on the, I have been on the news every other day for the past three months. I am not hard to find at all. It is it is insane. They can't keep a camera in my face. I appreciate it, but they cannot keep a camera in my face. And and yeah, thank you. But uh, yeah, uh, oh, go ahead. <laughs> One more thing. So you, you talked about sponsorships and uh, a really good way to uh, learn about the industry is to go to uh, those uh, conferences. Uh, yeah. That the, and, and I, that's how we started. Uh, when we, when we first got into the industry, uh, we went, uh, just walked the, walked the aisles, talked to people, uh, shook everybody's hand and just asked questions. And so, uh, that is invaluable, uh, to talk to people that are in the industry and then talk to people that are trying to get into the industry. You're going to learn a lot. Uh, those are really, really valuable. Uh, listen to the speakers. Uh, they, they have a lot to say. They're going to tell you, uh, what to avoid. Uh, it's, it's invaluable information. Also grow gen. Uh, and I, they're not paying for me. Uh, the, <laughs> I just have good things to say about them. Uh, they have been a good supply partner for us. Uh, when we got started, uh, they helped us, uh, build our first greenhouse. Uh, and, uh, we bought 
uh, almost everything that we used from them. Uh, we have a very good relationship with them. Uh, we just uh, ran into them at a conference that we were at in Miami. Uh, they continue to uh, grow uh, at an unprecedented level. Uh, they are the people. They're the lows of the growing industry. Uh, and they're a wealth of knowledge as well. If you ever have anything uh, that you need, uh, they're, they're people that you can go and talk to. Uh, if you're thinking about trying new products, go talk to them. They have really good information and they have a really good idea of what works and what doesn't. And so, uh, you know, if you're just starting out in this industry, that's a really, really good place to start. And yeah, and we're going to also have them on here since they are, you know, one of the sponsors of the MSCTA. Great guys. Uh, love Michael. Uh, I've been talking to Greg lately. He's going to be down here Mm -hmm. and yeah, man, it's going to be a really good time. Um, Again, thank you all for watching. Clint, I'm not going to hold you up anymore. Thank you all. We'll see you all next week. And y'all have a good night. See ya.